to you by the First and Second Amendment, powered by the people to fight the Freedom of Disinformation Act in the 21st century and beyond. Coming to you live from the Badlands of Texas, all the way from Southern Australia to Northern Ireland, and 360 degrees around the earth, into the earbuds in your ears. Hello, Fruit Loops! Are you ready to get fucked up? I'm just kidding, I got Pellegrino. You guys alright? I plan on giving away a six-pack of Carnation... Fruit Loop instant breakfast to a lucky member of our audience. One of you. We're going to do that towards the end of the show. I'll tell you how you can win that. Don't worry. It doesn't come out of my refrigerator. It's shipped straight to you from Amazon because that's how we do things here. Go into the chat room. First of all, I'd like to say hello to Karen. I'd like to say hello to Dude. And I'd like to say hello to Midnight Radio and... It's good to see all your Fruit Loops in there. Uh, YouTube's not giving out my, not giving out my uh, alerts that I'm live. God bless them. I know they love me. They love me so much. I'd like to thank our producer for today's show, Grant. And there's other producers. I'd also like to thank our producer, Laura, for helping me get some information ready. I like to help Susan for being Susan and doing what Susan does. We haven't figured it out yet. And Kareen for dropping by before she goes to bed. But hopefully she has the weekends off in England. So I'm going to, I have some things to start talking about. I got more things from Idaho four. I got some crazy stuff. I got some more information about, about, uh, Brian Kohlberger's aunt. Some people, some people, or calling her Brian's crazy aunt. I'm not saying that because I barely understand what the hell I've received from regarding her. We're going to go over it together. Maybe we can figure it out. I don't know. I'm just saying crazy stuff. And I have information about his medical record. So let's kick that off. Also, you know, it wouldn't be a Fruit, fruit Loop Friday if we didn't have wild-ass speculation, wild-ass theories, and cats. W-A-S, W-A-T's, and C-A-T's. Crazy-ass theories. That is, crazy-ass theories takes it to the next level. Cindy Herring will be calling in when she, she's available to call in. Cindy, if you see me, you guys see her in the chat room. Cindy, call in when you're ready. I just have two things to go over for Idaho 4, and then I got a lot of crazy-ass things that are going on in the world um, there's some things we weren't able to finish last night. We're going to be continuing those today, but starting off, uh, I'm going to start off with Banfield and then we're going to talk about, then we're going to talk about the crazy that some people say are crazy aunt. I don't know. I want to, I want to make sure that it's not me saying this. Okay. Thank you so much, Lisa. Always got to type it out too. And here's Electra. We're starting to get worried about Lisa. I haven't saw, seen her, you know, in a couple days. I was wondering if she was okay. I almost sent her a stripogram. I would have sent the police to see if she was okay, but that wouldn't have been okay. I'm like, well, I'll send her a stripogram and I'll find out. So if uh, something happens to Lisa, Lady Lisa, in the middle of this broadcast, then. Maybe her stripogram has arrived. Unfortunately, it was the discount stripogram service, so 
Don't get your hopes up too much. But you know what you can get your hopes up about. I also have another update for you on the Brian. I got your girl, Ashley Banfield. Ashley Banfield. <laughs> Ashley Banfield. You know you've missed her. We all have. Guys, let me know if you can hear correctly. This stupid, stupid computer. The computer's great. I'm almost... (laughs) I'm so upset with this computer right now. You have no idea. It's not the computer. It's the brand. Microsoft, you and your damn updates. Son of a bitch. Try one more thing. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Can you guys hear better now? A little bit more? A little bit more? A little bit... See? How the hell does it do that? It's automatically taking my volume down it's not even supposed to be able to do that in a million years as long as i talk real quietly it's okay but if i get louder microphone pro advanced All right, testing, testing, testing. That might be better. All right, let's hope that is because I can't be playing with this all the time. Oh, there she is. There. In Koberger case. Koberger. I also have another. I also have another update for you on the Brian Koberger case. Uh, it's not a huge one, but it is kind of weird. It's a rare point of agreement between prosecutors and defense attorneys on Koberger's team. Uh, this week, both of these parties got a protective order keeping Brian Koberger's medical records off limits to anybody other than, quote, defense counsel, investigators, and retained experts. And the big question for this is, why is that necessary? Medical records are already protected by... Wait a second. Federal law, HIPAA, to anybody other... Oh, my good, my sweet Jesus. All right, so there's a miscommunication about what HIPAA is. It's the Health Assurance Portability Act. Wow. All right, let's just go ahead and listen to this. Then, quote, defense counsel, investigators, and retained experts. And the big question for this is, why is that necessary? Medical records are already protected by federal law, HIPAA. Yours and mine and even Koberger's, they're all protected. So why did the attorneys think an additional court order was needed? We are going to dig into that one. But she doesn't, damn it, Ashley. She doesn't dig into Jack's squad. Well, there you go. So there you go. So a little while ago, I actually had a conversation with uh, two people, Anya Kane and Kevin Greenlee, their husband and wife. Oh, damn it. I want to talk about them smacker jackers. All right. So who is this? Should I even be talking about this guy? Should I not be talking about this? 
Maybe I shouldn't, but I am anyway. What does it matter? Who cares? So this is Brian Kohlberger's aunt. She's quite young, actually. She's probably about our, my age. All right. I guess that's her. So here's some things from her Facebook. Here we go. Hope you guys can see. All right. I'm going to read this. And your wife, I have recorded our conversation after five hours of my husband. Did you did that you threatening me to get out of town and also you are stupid enough to get into my husband's phone and do an illegal act that you made a fake id you put your chubby face on my husband's id and leave on what his identity you have no idea how close my husband and i are you are his identical twins it almost look like testicle testicle twins i need to clean my glasses so identical twins I are you are his identical twins, not his wife. You have no right to do what you what you did to me. You sold everything from me, the eighty thousand dollar truck to Moto Home. I can go on and on. You also put me out on the street. Homeless, but I'm still standing. The reason I didn't continue to uh Tussie with my charges against you because I have been trying to hills and now I'm ready. I know where you are at and get ready for it isn't it the money left behind for my husband supporting for me and you for everything and even went inside the bang inside the bang with both hands and pretend that you was my husband and clean out the bank account that is criminal and you already had a a rector with the law and for you to be stupid enough to listen to your piggy skanky wife and you did all that it was that is it was i when you going to be said yo ass in jail i feel like i'm speaking a foreign language and you are going to be i am continue she's the same lawyer depressed charges against you continually using my husband's identity for everything because my husband have a good break are nice and clean had already went down to va and notified them already that my husband passed Did I read all that? That my husband pass. Ah, away. And the next step, I'm going to the police to hunt you and your wife down. You don't think my husband tell me everything. I know exactly where you are at right now. And you and your wife are very evil, scandalous. What you did to me. It's very dirty. You have no heart, no feelings whatsoever. That's why you and your piggy wife making heaven perfect couple ugly from inside out and you smell like duty. That part's not on there, but she should have. I am glad that I disconnected from my husband's phone. So you won't be able to go in there and harass everybody that I know for money. You think you smart, but you are very stupid. It's not even funny. You have some nerve. You do the fake ID on my husband's phone. I have a record of that. And you purchased two sniper and two handgun charges on my husband's bank account. I have that Elvedon as well. The gentleman that's working at the gun shop. I guess this is a California slash Pennsylvania accent. 
at the gun shop. He called me up on my husband's phone six days after you killed him to come and pick up the four guns that you purchased. I was trying very hard to get a hold of him because he left me a voicemail Say that Ronald McFucking Donald, your guns is ready and come to pick it up. I respond to him that my husband passed away five to six days ago. How is it possible? And I was saying to him that I wish that you return my phone call a little bit sooner so that I can go and pick it up those guns. And I was asking him when he picked it up, did he use a Randy or Ronald Kohlberger? And he told me that you use my husband identity Yet ready for water buffalo. Motherfucking water buffalo, ladies and gentlemen. Lodi. Now my head is clear and I'm getting stronger mentally, physically. I am not going to let you get away. What is, how dare you are stole from me? You and your piggy wife. Various trifling manipulative evil it was bad enough that my husband you killed him and you stole everything from me if you wasn't guilty why is this when you got my lawyer m he demand for you to surrender the property and belonging to my husband to me and in three days you packed and you are on the run my husband told me a lot of things at the end about you and evil lee your piggy why at the end he told me that you drugs in him and you and your wife mentally and physically abusing him. That's why every time when I come to take care of him and I leave, he cried. And my husband never act like that. He is a real man. But when he did that, I took him very serious every time when I'm done taking care of him. He held my hand every he held my hand very tight. He said, Babe, please don't leave me. And I told him just for a little bit, and I'll be back. And he was repeatedly five to six times. He said, are you promise? Are you promise? I said, yes, babe. I told him that I love him very much and that I'm not that piggy. So therefore I am not always, I am not going to neglect you. I told him I will always going to be here for you. And like the piggy dino with all that evil twins, basically you and your wife killed my husband and killed my mother-in-law too, as well after six weeks. Because you could not stop her and me to grieve together. You are free that you're going to tell me some secret. What you are your piggy wife due to my husband that you both took mother-in-law almost two months after you both took his life. My husband's you and your wife put it down that my husband is on marriage so that you can claim everything. What a motive. Keep on thinking that I am a stupid Asian woman and that I don't know Asian woman, hello, and then I don't know anything. Keep on thinking. I'll see you soon in court. Enjoy my motorhome. My husband ate eighty thousand truck and five thousand food supply and ten bags. Expensive and quality, one non toxic that my husband bought for our baby Ronnie. How long can you go enjoy your time while it lasts? And I hope you can sleep at night, which is you. Don't I know you from inside out evil twins? Water buffalo, your country's is killing you. That's why you cannot sleep at night. Wait for it. And brother Michael and his wife are very religious. When brother Michael hoped that what you did to me, him and his wife was on my side. And you even, 
threatening him to the point that he's afraid to talk to me, just like you threatening your mother, that if she continued to talk to me, you're going to disown her. You shouldn't do all right. You kill her. You took her life as well. So wait and see. I have a big surprise for you. Keep on thinking that I'm stupid. I have evidence, record of what you wrote on my husband's email. You was... You was record of what you wrote to my husband. Email. I will pray for what I've done right and do both. Otherwise, what's going to be next? Now, Tequila Koberger, Tracy Ron Koberger, Tweet T Koberger. My heart go out for you, what you are going through right now. You are the first woman in the industry that I have met. You're a wonderful person. Yes, yes. I'm praying for Brother Michael Bryan. It must be a some kind of a misunderstanding here. Maybe he is happening to be at the wrong place at the wrong time because so I will pray for Brother Michael and Brian. But as for you, evil twins and your piggy evil wife, after you murder my husband, five hours they came and took his body and you got some nerve to call me up and torture me mentally on the phone for two hours and threatening me to get out of town. You give me two days to do that. Otherwise, you're going to have me disappear. Bring it on, evil twins. I'm sure my husband already told you this. You might kill me and you're going to kill yourself after and you are going to hell, not heaven. You know it. You have no right to request it to criminate my husband right away. And you and your wife got on Facebook, asked for donation. My husband doesn't need donation. He served in the country for the country and the VA cover everything for him, burial and whatever else. And you both scandalous that on Facebook and set up a website for donation to bury my husband. And you got given to $15,000 plus my husband's hundreds of thousands of dollars in pocket. It put me on the street. Karma is a biatch. Remember that I'm his wife. Make decision you in. It doesn't take a retarded to figure that out. No, ma'am. Just so you know, the GoFundMe that I organized on behalf of Randy's family is the only GoFundMe that's going towards Ron's burial expenses. Any other GoFundMe by blank other persons is not going to him. Please, please, if anyone has... I have another update Holy for you on shit, the what is that? Case. Uh, it's not a huge one, but it is kind of weird. Damn it, Ashley. Not now, baby. Not now. Please, please, if anyone has Ronald's ex on their Facebook friends list, please, I beg you on behalf of the family, please delete her. On behalf of the family, please delete her, block her, so she may not get any information regarding Ron's services in the near future. She may portray herself as his wife who adored him, but was quite the opposite because, well, somebody almost called me. She may portray herself as a wife who adored him, but was quite the opposite because even after Ron's passing, there still continues to be drama with her. So I ask you on behalf of the family so they may have a peaceful and drama-free service. 
Lee Koberga says, Tim Broderick, not if you know he's psychotic ex. You guys just be careful. Psychotic exes know no bounds. It's a tell all too common in my true crime podcasts. I wonder if Matt, if you're out there, do you listen to midnight radio? Probably not. Matt, yes, I've had this crazy biatch harass me for two years and shot up our previous home. Wow, unreal people are nutty. Midnight caller line, this is Gerald Schmimmons. Who am I talking with? Gerald Schmimmons, this is Electra. Electra, what's going on? Why are you calling me? Hey, what's up? Because nobody knows what the heck you're reading. What is this crap? <laughs> it Re- takes a retarded to figure it out because I can't. You've got to rewind it. When no, I, s- I was already watching. I said but it doesn't make sense. I said this was a crazy aunt, the one we <laughs> talked about in our last episode. So she's the one that talked to the um, reporters and said all that stuff about him? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. That's what we're trying to find out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were all chatting in chat like, what the heck is this? Who the hell is this? And nobody could figure it out. This is some breaking information here. Fresh, bright to your eyes. Okay, keep on breaking then. All right, thank you. Breaking bad. I couldn't hang up. All right, continuing here. I think that might have been the last one. That was the last one. Oh, no, we go. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Pebbles is here, everybody. Boom, Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. All right, Pebbles, Susan A, Electra is here. I am shocked that Hot Ham didn't stay. I thought when I started reading this, Hot Ham's not going to be able to go to bed. She's not going to be able to help herself. All right, let me check something real quick. This came from, okay, so I'm trying to, where did this come from? Okay, so apparently... Brian Kohlberger's father was a twin, and his twin was married. You know, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, you know, come to think of it, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's it's one of the ants. The ants saying this. We think it's the ant that uh, was talking to the news media. So there you go. But we got it, and I'm like, here, here, take this and figure out what the hell it is. All right, I'm just going to send a message. I sent Cindy a message. Welcome to Fruit Loop Friday, everybody. If you've never been to one, this is what it is. I knew you'd still be here. I got some more crazy stuff. I'm coughing up a water buffalo. That's what happens to you Americans. All right, here we go. What else do I got? Brian's medical records. What a half-assed report that was. It is Fruit Loop Friday. Um, I want to get through these crazy stories 
Then I've got more about Richard Allen. I've got more about about um, Natalie Holloway. We're going to go through some Fruit Loop stuff first. All right, just check this out. Tonight at 7, a Brevard County woman is in critical condition after Coco police say her daughter ran her over with her car. Investigators tell West Jews Brevard Bureau Chief Scott Heidler it all started with an argument. A daughter arrested here in Coco after according to... We've got to see this full screen. I am sorry. According to police, she ran her mother over with her car. 25-year-old Amber Shirin Ruznak facing charges of aggravated battery and carjacking. The Cocoa Police saying she was reportedly arguing. Wait till you see this chick. Arguing with her mother, beat her, and then stole her vehicle at around noon on Thursday in the Temple Street area of Cocoa. The victim was taken to the hospital where she's in critical condition, but stable. Detectives say the daughter then drove off with the description of the vehicle circulating. Brevard County Sheriff's deputies found it abandoned near Lincoln Road. Canine units were brought in and tracked the suspect down. As she started barking, she barked out more aggressive. I got up and I saw officers running on the side of my house into the backyard. So I went on my back porch and they were all on the back in the backyard. Coco police say the suspect could face more charges as the investigation is open and ongoing. In Coco, Scott Heidler, West 2 News. Scott, 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 Scotty, you know you didn't show her photo. You know you're damn wrong for that. What kind of a newsman are you? I'll show you why he's wrong. I will show you why Ronnie is wrong. Check this out. Let me give you the drill story up in here. A Florida woman was arrested after allegedly beating up her mother and stealing her car following an argument. Okay, fine. Last Thursday afternoon, and it was last Thursday, 25-year-old Amber Rusnick reportedly had a heated argument with her mama in Cocoa, Florida. A Florida woman going nuts, kind of like Susan, during which she physically assaulted her after the altercation. Screechin Rusnick is accused of stealing her mother's car and striking her with it. A witness called 911 to report the incident, and police arrived to find Screechin Rusnick mother injured. She was subsequently taken to the hospital in critical but stable condition. The exact cause of their argument remains unclear. Look at this booking photo. What the hell? What the hell was she smoking? I know what was wrong. Smoking that those left-handed tobacco, God knows what. God knows what this woman d- did. But you know, you know it was in a bowl. Look at what the hell. What I, What did she have like a penis tattooed to her head? Why did they have, what is going on here? What is going on with this? It's just not right. She looks like a damn female version. Of that damn clown from it, doesn't she? She had the makeup on. Man, ain't nobody gonna mess with her in lockup. She was taken in custody and charged with aggravated battery. I wonder if that's the tattoo or she actually uh wrote on her damn face. You know, you gotta have a lot of I mean, I'm not saying face tattoos are bad, but you gotta have a lot of talent, you know. You gotta have a lot of talent and you gotta play the guitar and play in a stadium or something, you know. She was taken into custody and charged with aggravated battering, carjacking from her mama. Additional charges are pending. Let's look at the comments. Oh, a lot of comments here. 
Maybe we can find out the rest of the story. This is one is definitely a couple of tacos shy of a combo platter. Face tattoo. As soon as I see one, I know the person has a far greater chance of being problematic for society. A few nuggets short of a happy meal. Don't do tacos like that. Exorcist is the first thing I thought of. Guys, look at a tattoo on my head. I'm not using it for anything else. All right. Go into the chat room. No, you're right. That's Satan 100%. That's quite a band-aid. Maybe the face tattoo is so bad they made her put the tattoo. That's what I think. That's what I'm thinking. I want to have her on the show. I think we can have her on the dating game. I hear grants available. Holy water. Holy Moses. All right. This is, I, I want to share this. I don't know how interested you guys might be in it, but I've, I've been following this story for quite the time. So let's just do just, just a little bit on it. Alex Jones. Alex Jones must pay $1.1 billion of Sandy Hook damages despite bankruptcy court. And I'm not going to the whole thing. thing. Conspiracy theories. Oh, I got a phone call. Thank God. Midnight caller line. This is Gerald Schmemans. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Hi, it's Cindy. Hey, Cindy. How are you doing? Good. I'm sorry. I was a little late. Oh, that's all right. I had some things. Yeah, go on with them. I see you got Alex. I can't hear it. Uh, I see you got Alex up. Go ahead with that one. (laughs) Oh, that's all right. I don't care about Alex. He's in trouble. He's an asshole. That's all we need to know. You're more uh, important. Always in trouble. Yeah, well, he he's deserves so thank you. <laughs> no, I thought, um, you know, when I texted with you earlier in the week, when um, Kara came out with her. I'm hearing an echo. I'm hearing a real bad echo. Do you, do you have me on a computer or a TV? I, I thought I turned it all the way down. Hold on. You got to. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're good now. Okay, I, I, I didn't have it down all the way because I want to, yeah, if you put something on the screen, I want to be able to look at it. But um, well, anyway, uh, when when um, Kara, you know, posted what she did about the Professor Snyder, I said, hmm, I'm curious about that. So I started doing some digging and um, it kind of co- does connect and possible connections to the Upmores. Who, that's a longer story. It's going to be a long dig, but every time I've seen you back today. Um, All right. So, but Dutmore started the fraternity that is um, Alpha Gamma Bo. And it's down from and a little behind Sigma Chi. So it's right there, still near the Banfield area. And there's a lot to go into with that. But I'm just. Kind of telling you why I sent Whoa. up more and then Snyder and then try to link them in. <laughs> wow, you did so send me a lot of emails today. Okay. Yeah, most of them are links you'll just pull up anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, go down. The first one is the one that says up more. Okay, here we and go. And then you'll just come up from there because that's the order they're in. All right. If you remember the whole Papa Rogers thing, right? Yes. He was up 
he was from the Upmore family. All right, I got a question for you, Cindy. Um, yeah. So I, I heard a uh, wild ass speculation that yeah. people think Anon Harsh is Papa Rogers. What, what do you think about that? No. Yeah. I no, I think it's um, it's some of the more family. It's some of these younger. I'm thinking possibly Ben. That's just my speculation. And but that, this is it's still all connected to a lot of different things. Just like I have said, I, I have believed that you know all along that it it's more to it. I mean, the people you know, just like in my town, it's not a huge place. Um, it's rural, but we do have a city, you know, and not everybody would be quiet about something like that if they, number one, were either not afraid, they're afraid to talk, or number two, they know what was going on. I, I mean, that's just how I feel, because nobody, not one citizen has come forth with anything. And then you think about all the noise complaints, that all of a sudden nobody heard anything that night. Uh, this, it's got to be something going on with that, Terry. So what makes you think it is the Upmores? Let's start at the beginning of that. Well, I thought about, I remembered how they, Brian does favor uh, that Papa Rogers picture, okay? Brian favors anybody with a big nose. (laughs) You're going to be, you'll be surprised down the road some of the pictures I've got of some of these kids that are kin to Snyder's and Upmores that Mm -hmm. look like Brian. I, I almost wonder sometimes if my, you know what, you remember, I ain't never seen his mom. Have you seen, when they went to court, she, when she was going in, she had her coat over her head and yeah, her face coat. I, I think I have seen a picture of her before. Have you guys seen a picture of Brian Kohlberger's mother? I believe I have. It might all be in my mind. I'm just wondering if it, perhaps he was a illegitimate child of an upmore. <laughs> I mean, they favor so much. I mean, that's just my speculation, but I'm just kind of running through the family tree there is what I'm doing with that email. Mm -hmm. So what's significant about an Upmore being Papa Rogers? That's the one that's right there. That's the picture they were used. That's the one um, that they were using. All of them are more military. But they they were hid their lineage. I've read a lot about it. Are all about they were farming, you know, uh, farming and and um, that kind of industry, agriculture. They weren't like these big polished type businessmen, that kind of thing. These guys look a little too old to understand what the internet is, and they died in 2015. No, no, I was just showing that part. Right. You're, you're <laughs> that, just to go back to the family. Yeah. And then, the, um. So it'd be one of the grandchildren? Oh, yeah, grandchildren, definitely. All right. But then, um, all right, so if you go to the next one, I mean, I know it looks like the people that, you know, going around my behind, but I'm trying to find out there's a link to something with the Snyders and the Upmores, and I think that one of the Upmores, like it would have been a grandmother or something, married right. into a Snyder family. 
So this is the Snyder connection, inching closer to proof of Henry's parentage. Who the hell is Henry? Henry. Henry was. Henry Schneider. <laughs> yeah, Henry Schneider. But there's also one that I said that down the road I found linked to married to a uh, Catherine or Katharina that was an uh, up more side. It. I mean, it just. So how did how just did, look at them. <laughs> How did you? Other than how they look, how did you connect them to being Papa Rogers? Oh well, I knew already. I had I knew that back when they were first saying that about Brian. I started looking into Papa Rogers and found out the family was Upmore, and then I found out that Upmores actually were the ones that got to college. I think they actually had to pay to have their own fraternity to start that um, uh, Alpha Gamma Pho PHO, and it's an agriculture only and. If you notice, most of these other college frats are all preppy and all. And later on, I've sent you some pictures of, of that fraternity. These guys are, they're cowboy boots, cowboy hat, denim jeans. You know, they're cutting wood. They're they're not oh, yeah, your those. little polished prep. Yeah. So oh, 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 oh. It, it, is that kid kin to the Upmores? Which one, Reed? Yeah, the one with the cowboy boots yeah. and the mustache. Yeah, his name oh, is Reed okay. Upmore. Okay, guys. Herman Reed Upmore. And he is almost white right now from the internet. Oh, really? Yes, I've had to dig. But Cousin Ben, I've sent you pictures too. Ben to me favors like Brian a little more as far as stature and height and the nose and stuff mm-hmm. but those two are always in everything together being in and being in um the, Schme- the schneiders are going to be pissed at me well there's a schneider that just graduated from that uh from u of i and he was in that same fraternity Looking and like, it happens to be ryan schneider <laughs> I'm gonna, you're about to make me that crazy internet guy because i'm talking about these schneiders we're talking about these. That's all right. YouTube doesn't let anybody know when I'm live, so no one's going to watch this. No, they sure didn't. Don't let me know. I know they don't like me. They, they're trying to hold me hostage for like two hundred dollars for no reason, just to advertise and put out what they're already supposed to do. So a trial begins for parents accused of killing adopted son. Oh, this is different. Adam Schneider. Were, were they? Uh, is this them? Yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, and they got um, that professor. There's another professor that I found they are related. This is brand new. Um, October 13th. Yeah, these, I mean, you know, did you see the article with John Snyder the second? Let me and play. And his wife adopted. Yeah, it's right here. That's what I'm saying. Let me play this for everybody. Oh. Right here. Yeah, it's real boring. Springfield Township couple charged with murder in the 2016 death of their eight-year-old adopted son is now on trial. John and Catherine Snyder say that they were not responsible for the death of their son, Adam. And Mike Shell was in the courtroom today. He joins us live with the very latest. What are you learning, Mike? Well, the Snyders uh, also are accused of abusing their five other adoptive children. 
damn Schneiders. Besides, the prosecution have painted the Snyders as violent parents, while the defense said that they did everything they could to keep their kids safe. We must caution you that some of the statements the attorneys make are difficult to hear. 51-year-old John Snyder and his 51-year-old wife, Catherine, face 26 total charges, including aggravated murder, felonious assault, and endangering children. Adam was one of six children the couple had adopted from China, and all of them have disabilities or special needs. On the surface, you think this looks like a really great situation. Here's these two people. They already have three children of their own, and they're willing to open up their homes and their parks and take in these children from another country in an orphanage. The prosecutor says about seven months later in October of 2016, Catherine Snyder rushed Adam to Children's Hospital, where he was pronounced dead due to a blunt force traumatic impact to his head. She looks like Papa Rogers. Catherine punished Adam for defecating in his pants. And the routine punishment in the Snyder home for, for soiling yourself was to place these children in cold showers and baths and smear feces on them. And not only did that happen, The Snyder's defense attorney, Jeremy Evans, says Adam's injury was a result of his behavior. He became more aggressive with others, hitting and tripping him. He became more aggressive with his self-harming behavior, banging his head. The defense says Catherine did not injure her son. The evidence will show that on October 4th, this came to a head. When Kate woke up and found Adam again covered in feet. She didn't kill her son, but she does rub defecation on his face and give him cold baths. The prosecutors say that Snyders didn't immediately take Adam to the hospital after the bathtub incident. This poor kid comes from China from an orphanage to this family. And what do they do? They kill him. Now, the abuse allegedly happened when the Snyders lived on a Conrail Drive in Springfield Township. They then moved to New York, where they were arrested. Now, the trial resumes on Monday. The prosecution expected to call the Springfield Township officer who opened the investigation into the Snyders. Reporting live downtown. Well, Cindy, these Snyders seem like pretty bad dudes. Well... I just, I just think that Kara is on a, a right track, and uh, all right, she hasn't had any repercussion that I know of yet that so, I've seen in the news, so and I think that somebody's on the right. Um, so coup. hold on, let's reiterate that because I don't have an email about what Kara Kernodal said. So refresh my mind. What does she say about the Schneiders? Yeah, well, I thought, oh, I thought you had read that whenever I asked you about it the other day. I she probably did. Made a big coach. Yeah, you did. Um, she had made a post. Finally, came out and said something about um, why Snyder, because Brian Kohlberger was his intern at Washington State University. Okay, so Brian Kohlberger was his intern. Okay. Yeah, that's where he was doing his internships under him, and that um, when everybody was talking about, you know, on, when they would interview students and all they all the news clip would tell us is about they're talking about. He graded so harshly, and he was biased, da 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 And she said, you know, she brought up that um, it wasn't actually BK that they were saying about. It was Snyder. 
But she kept on about Snyder, wonder why he won't step up when she said, all it's going to take one word to convict him. And if there's other involved, they're not even going to look any further, is what she's trying to say. And she's wondering why Snyder ha- doesn't open his mouth. And then she said, perhaps he doesn't want to open a can of worms and so many words on his own family. Mm-hmm. And said maybe he's the one that put Brian's name and his nephew, Ryan Snyder, who is on the Moscow Police Department here. Yeah, we pulled that up right now. I tell you what is and it? He makes more money than any cop I've ever known. I, I, I sent that to you in a separate email. Oh, let's pull. oh crap! Is he? Let's see. Yeah, he's a canine officer. Yep. Corporal. From whenever this was, let's see. Ryan Schneider, there he is. Papa. Oh, Schneider. and Cooper, spelled Cooper. You're on the right track because if you're talking about the Elliot from the uh, video we watched, the noise complaint when they went there first and then walked down to Kaylee's. That's the same Elliot I'm thinking about, if that's who you are, too. Papa Worth Rodriguez. Oh, my God. If you say his name three times, you're going to sum him, summon Justin up, guys. What's that what? I'm talking to chat. No. I don't know what you I'm guys are drinking. What are you drinking, uh, Cindy? I'm drinking some Pellegrino in a can this time. Um, I'm drinking a monster energy drink because I'm tired. I forgot my B12. I should have hit up with that. All right. So going back to the emails, pulling up the next one here. Here's a photo of Snyder with his canine. That goofy ass mustache. Man, Cooper's done his homework. I have talked to him sometimes. Yeah, he does. Wait, what did he say here? Oh, he just knows a lot about. He says Papa Rogers. Roger, he, he says Papa Rogers is Kohlberger. People claim it's debunked, but it's not. And I've tried to debunk it. Uh, incel Elliot Rogers, the OG incel killer in Kohlberger world. BK was an intern. Coop three thousand. You're a believer of the incel stuff. I'm reading the comments in the chat, everybody. Uh, okay, here's Papa Rogers. All right, here we go. His grandfather was George Papa Roger, a famous photographer. Yeah, we've been we've been over the Papa Rogers. No, please don't do it. How has many publicly available who has many publicly available photos that look exactly like the profile picture? Yes. I think Papa Rogers was Kohlberger. And here's something I noticed. It used to be Jen takes it off, now it's Jen took it off. Thought that was funny. I remember the George Roger. I remember the Jolly Roger. All right. So this is going somewhere, guys. It's going right back to the emails. Here we go. Pulling the next one up. Officer Schneider income. Oh, I wanted to see that. His income is $74,819. Oh, my nice how do you get that for read the percentage above national average the salary was 120 (laughs) percent higher than the national average must be nice to 
average income is thirty four thousand. Mm-hmm. Nice. Why is he the only officer making that kind of money? Other records from Ryan. He was a patrol officer 2016. One, two, buckle my shoes. So since 2016, he's been in his law enforcement career. Let's see. Here's his coworker, Rodney Cook. Let's see how much old Rodney makes. Survey says he makes 72000 Man, they get paid nice over there. What does old um, uh, Evan Tamar make? Evan Tamar mm, makes. I don't know what. I don't know what Payne's on here. Yeah, Brett Payne, Payne in my ass. Here we go. Payne in the ass makes 72,000. So why, uh, Payne, you know, got promoted real quick. Ryan makes 74,000. Payne makes 72. Ryan makes more than he does. So why did Payne get promoted above some that's been there a long time? I'm wondering. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because he has a dog? I don't know. (laughs) And here's another one of the Utmores and the Snyders. The Upmore started the Gamma, the Alpha Gamma um, Pi AGR fraternity. The house they are in is down oh. from and foe. Yeah, fo. not pi. Fo. Oh, foe. Fee five foe. Yeah. The house they are in is down from and sort of behind Sigma Chi near Banfield on Nez Pierce. The old, the older man pictured with the frat boys is Bob Upmore, Uncle Bob. Members of the frat, two main ones are Reed Upmore and Ben Upmore, who look amazingly like BK. A lot of the Upmore boys do. Reed is the guy with the K-bar invest. He went out with Kaylee, and she dumped him. We're going to go into that. Wait, how are we going to go? i got to pull up your all the emails. So there's so yeah. much more than this. Snyder's son also is in that fraternity. Ryan just graduated from U of I. Ryan Those pictures should be, yeah, they should be attached down below that one, I think. He does look like that. I Lambert. hope they all went. Of them big-ass goofy ears and that. He looks like a bombardier from World War II or something, if I must say. All right. This is Ryan Schneider. I guess this is Ryan's son. This is Dick Schneider right there. Dick Schneider. There's Reed. Reed and family. Uh, Ben Upmore. There you go. There's Reed. Okay. So the rumor is, guys... And I'm going to have Cindy verify this for me or tell me where she heard about it. That this guy, this is Reed Upmore. He's going to U of I the same time Kaylee Gonsalves was. Kylie, what's her name again? Kaylee. Kaylee. Ah. Gonsalves. Kaylee Gonsalves, not Kylie Minogue. Kaylee Gonsalves. I should have took that B12. So this is at a fraternity party. I think it was a Halloween or something. Halloween. And he's wearing this vest with K-Bar. And Kaylee dated him, and it didn't go well because he was an ass. Yeah. 
I write. I've been um I've been on his TikTok. Uh-huh. And um man, there's a lot of um cryptic messages. I can't send them to you. I'm gonna have to send you his you know, his well you can go look at it because he's not going by his name, but it's the photographs, it's definitely him. Um, but the songs he chooses, they're real short little TikToks and it's um he's got one that's got the Remember the white trucks that we were seeing all around town in these videos? They got two white trucks. Um, they have the dirt bike, road bike, well, not Harley's nothing, but Yamaha and Honda bike. It all, it even links to, to DM. I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff you pick up just watching their TikToks and what they say because they're stupid kids. They're stupid kids. And that, and it's, even going into this um, eco, what's it called? The eco, I forgot. The business, they're all going into that business down there in Texas and Florida. I'll, I'll send you more of that too because this is a really complex, but it's got, that, that's a that's a front for laundering money. I can tell you that now because these kids, they're not making that much money doing uh, bug spray. <laughs> Man, seventy no thousand is that really what police officers make? I'd figure it was thirty or forty seven thousand. What in the hell? Not around here they don't. Not around here they no, don't. No, here it's like I don't know. It's crazy. And they're in I never heard right, of that. So before. yeah, That's Kaylee crazy. Kaylee um remember when the interview when um, Olivia and Steve were talking and this was way back that I, you know, they were talking about um the stalker and this and that. Well, Kaylee did go out with reading. This came from a post from one of her sorority sisters, ex-sorority, because she had quit it or whatever, that she did go out with Reed. And he is in a video that Kaylee posted that she was at um, Charlie's. Do we have a copy of that video? I thought, yeah, I thought I sent you the link to it. Okay, I'm still, um, I'm still going through my stuff. It's on it's on my YouTube page. I loaded it on the Idaho Four uh, on uh, my YouTube page. All right, I'm gonna go back and check your page here in a minute. But, yeah, but that this is reading. So, he went out with them. Do you now think, this one is Ben? That's think, Ben. Look how much he could look like Brian to me. Well, if him and, and Brian were twins, Brian would be the evil twin. Yeah, I'm just trying to put relation, you know. I see dark hair and big noses. And bushy eyebrows. <laughs> and bushy brows. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go to your your YouTube now. Yeah, but Kaylee posted a quick TikTok, and then and, uh, Reed was right behind her. And it was Halloween. It was from Halloween. All right. So I have a question from the comment section. Somebody's asking, um, didn't T-Rev get a YouTube ban a few months ago? The answer is he did. He shared a clip from 48 hours, and they insta-banned him for like two weeks. That's the story he told me. All right. So continuing. And that's, you know, that came from the horse's mouth there. All right, pulling up yeah. Cindy's YouTube page. Yeah, you have the link to it, um, to the Idaho 
folder or whatever you call it, album, because um, that one is by link only. But everything I sent you has been from that one, so you should be able to look at it. Uh-oh, I can't find you. Well, there you are. There's another Cindy Herring. Okay, I'm going to copy this and paste it and post. Wait, hold on. Copy, paste, post, and pin. Right here is for everybody to see. It takes me a couple seconds here. And the only reason I even started putting my things in in my albums on YouTube is because I didn't really want them in the web because it took up so much space. I tried to save my personal things in um, I mean the cloud. And I can't keep it on my phone. So I decided to start uploading things like that to do with this case to my YouTube and just set it where I have to send a link. Which, by the way, I tried to upload. Um, I took a couple of those clips from uh, TikTok, but because they had music in them, they won't let it show. <laughs> I'm learning how YouTube works. These stupid hearts make it to where I have to put something. There we go. There, I pinned Cindy Herring's page for you guys later. All right, now we're going to look at, I'll show a video for you. Just for you guys. Uh Oh, all right. Zinga, here we are. Should be able to see it now. I got a big gap. Here we go. Okay, so I'm going to your videos, and yeah, I looked at this this week. I saw your 65, your 65th birthday. Congratulations! And oh, I'm, that was a year ago. I'm 66 now. Oh, but yeah, go to well, double congratulations. Yeah, I want you to go. To, thank you. Um, most of those are personal. Find the album yeah. that says Idaho for an album. So I'll go to the playlist. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle was an old uh, television series. Yeah, I didn't know that. I remember there was one. No, Sheena from the eighties. Yeah, there's a Sheena movie from the eighties. I remember that. Okay, Idaho for. I do not see an Idaho 4 in your playlist. No, I do not. Well, let me, I'm going to reduce this call down and I'll send you, I'll send you the link direct to that video. Okay. Because I remember you, you telling me to look at something this week and I went to go look at it and I didn't see anything but your personal stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I got to find, I got to get. Maybe you. I had closed. No, I closed YouTube on my phone. I got to open it back up because I didn't want it to play over. I didn't want any noise anyway. So let me go to my page here so I can get you that link. Yeah, I can't find it. All right, let's see. And my playlist. And. All right, let me see. I got to Florida. find which one it's in. Oh, there it is. Okay. T has had it rough. His dad had a heart attack and his grandma passed away. That's too bad. Thoughts and prayers out to T-Rav, guys. 
I'm really going to need more. Yes, yes, that is what I know about Lisa, and he has some lame guy docs him. YouTube is rough at times. Ha ha, he said it. You can go and look at the next email if you want to while I look, look for this. Oh, here we go. I found it. Oh, she found it. Here. I got an email from Florida over here. Where are you at? All right, I just sent it to your text. Oh, you just to phone. text to my phone. I have a phone system. Here it is. You can do that, too. That works great. All right, here we go. Oh, my. Oh, my. There you are. Why couldn't we find this? KG, maybe it's because of you put KG instead of her full name. Only had one view nine yeah. days ago. You're labeling stuff wrong, Cindy. People can't find your videos. Come on now. You're almost well, as bad as can. me. Unless you're just I saving mean, they them for can me. Want to put the link. <laughs> Unless you're saving your videos just, just for me. You're not letting the whole world see. Here we go. No, I don't. Well, I don't All right, so we saw this before, but there's a guy behind right, her. The one, well, yeah, right behind Kaylee. That's Reed. That's Reed. You only get a quick glimpse. Yep, with the sunglasses and the hat on backwards. You get a quick glimpse. Glimpse. That's all you get. Yep. All right. I remember we played this before. Uh huh. So that's the. She only went out with him like once or twice, but then on some of his videos. So here's the thing. Uh, um, we pulled this up at the time, and I remember looking at the date at the time, and I don't think we can see it in this clip. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it was pretty fresh at the time, you know, a few weeks before uh, yeah, her passing. Right. And that was right. around the time that her boyfriend and her, you know, broke up or. Right. All right. Yeah. So. All right, we'll stop it there. Did you, um, Jerry? Did you look at the one I sent you about the Pullman um, arrest of a hit and run, and how? Um, that was the night they, well, no, it was before they arrested Koberger. But he, they trans, somebody's doing some digital stuff because I found the original and it was a blue car, as they were saying, a blue vehicle, as they're saying in the video. But then the actual clip that they put out to the news, they transposed um, and made it look like they picked up Koberger. And he was by a white car. Wait a second. That's crazy. So the the crime, the murders happened in November, and that's when her and her boyfriend broke up. And wherever she's at here, it looks like it's in the summer because, I mean, she's just wearing it like a tube top. It doesn't look like it's winter. It looks like it's summer. Yeah, I, I I have to go back, but it was. It was like around. That was like. Maybe July. Dun, dun, dun. It was like around July 4th or something. 
But she and Jack had broke up a couple times throughout their dating series, from what I get. That is true. But before he got the, the final. whole point was that she just went out with this guy once or twice, and he wasn't her type, and he felt like he wasn't good enough. Now, this is coming from some of his videos I've watched. You know, like, I'm not good enough, and that these little pretty guys are not real men, da, 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 that kind of thing. So that's why I just kind of linked it because I showed you the picture of him because that K-bar, the K-bar is what caught my mind, in my eye. The K-bar. And he has um, some cousins that went into the Marines as well. They didn't go to college. There's a ton of those up more, I'm going to tell you. All right. Let me see what other, what else do you have for us, Cindy? Um. Let me look. Because you sent that me. That pulling away is crazy. Yeah, let me look at my email, you what sent I sent, and I'll tell you. I swear you sent me some earlier emails, but I'm not seeing. There we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, here we go. It's a whole lineup of stuff. Yes, about the Snyders. No, 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 really no. Oh, uh, what you looking at now? This is from <laughs> October the 11th. Oh. Steve. Well, so I have to go back. Yeah. Steve says cannibal. What? Look at the memorial at the house. Ethan Zana. Oh, the cryptic. Kaylee, Maddie, yeah. I'm not noticing anything untoward yet. Silence of the Lambs. They got four lambs. They were slaughtered like and lambs. Steve said, uh-huh. And Lamb Steve said cannibal. Catcher. Silence of the Lambs. Right. Steve said cannibal. Let's, let's watch uh, With more rugged capability. These commercials scare the hell out of me. By the way, guys, they're playing the Rocky music right there. You can take on any road, even the one. And Burt Ward, he played Rocky's brother. No, 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 he played Rocky's wife's brother, Polly, and he passed away. I think it was yesterday. Ones that aren't For those of you who are horror fans, he also played on Amityville Horror Two, the beginning. Kia, movement that inspires. He played the drunk. I don't know how you catch a criminal. Father, he played the drunk. Okay, here we go. Here's Steven. We're looking for him to say the word cannibal. I don't know how you catch a criminal if you don't even know what you're looking for. This morning, Steven Gonzalez sharing his fear and frustration, not only facing the heartbreaking loss of his daughter Kaylee and her three friends, but the fact that their killer is still at large. It's going to be a cold case if we... Don't do something within the next week or two. A police spokesperson says the case is the department's highest priority, with Moscow PD working around the clock alongside state police and the FBI. We're definitely making progress. We're putting the pieces together. And I think when that picture is done, I think we'll have a real clear definition of what occurred and where to go. Gonzalez says he respects the need to withhold some information, but is frustrated by what he calls a lack of communication from law enforcement leaving the father of four slowly losing his patience. Every day that goes by and you don't hear anything, what does that do? Just tells me statistically I'm 
going to have to do more work myself. I'm not going to sit here and just be a crybaby dad. On the college campus, the victims attended just weeks ago. The mystery surrounding their deaths, convincing some students to do remote learning until someone is caught. I'm coming home this weekend back to Boise because of it. My family is very concerned, and rightly so. One criminal profiler telling NBC News it's possible the attacker could show up at community events commemorating the victims, such as this candlelight vigil. It wouldn't be at all surprising if the killer, if he does indeed live in the community, would show up at some of these public events simply to observe, if you will, the outcome of his crime. That's why Gonzalez says his family won't be holding a public memorial for Kaylee. I can't do it public if he's sitting there laughing and smirking and feeding off everybody's misery. If I can keep any part of this animal's fantasy from coming true, then I'm going to do it. And overnight, we are getting some new details from Moscow PD, who says that a sixth individual has been true, then I'm going to do it. And then smirking and feeding off everybody's misery. If I can keep any part of this animal's fantasy from coming true, then I'm to me, it sounded like he said animal. And overnight, we're sitting there laughing and smirking and feeding off everybody's misery. If I can keep any part of this animal's fantasy from coming true, then I'm going to do it. Did you hear animal or cannibal? I heard, I mean, I heard cannibal. That's, but. Okay. That's just me. Chat room, what did you hear? Animal or cannibal? Uh, you guys didn't get, did you guys not sell the, I heard crickets, son of a, they missed the video. Ah, cause it stayed in the thing. All right, hold on. Hold on. You guys can't hear Cindy. All right, guys, here's the part of the video again. Can you see now? You can see. We can't hear. Well, you guys aren't talking to me anymore. We'll see what we got. If the killer, if he does indeed live in the community, would show up at some of these public events simply to observe. If I'll tell will. you what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to roll this back to the first. I'm going to rewind it. I'm going to put on. Prep for lower temperatures. Closed captions. don't even know what you're looking for. This morning, Stephen Gonzalez sharing his fear and frustration, not only facing the heartbreaking loss of his daughter Kaylee and her three friends, but the fact that their killer is still at large. It's going to be a cold case if we don't do something within the next week or two. A police spokesperson says the case is the department's highest priority, with Moscow PD working around the clock alongside state police and the FBI. We're definitely making progress. We're putting the pieces together. And I think when that picture is done, I think we'll have a real clear definition of what occurred and where to go. Gonzalez says he respects the need to withhold some information, but is frustrated by what he calls a lack of communication from law enforcement, leaving the father of four slowly losing his patience. Every day that goes by and you don't hear anything, what does that do? Just tells me statistically I'm going to have to do more work myself. I'm not going to sit here and just be a crybaby dad. On the college campus, the victims attended just weeks ago. The mystery surrounding their deaths, 
convincing some students to do remote learning until someone is caught. I'm coming home this weekend back to Boise because of it. My family is very concerned, and rightly so. One criminal profiler telling NBC News it's possible the attacker could show up at community events commemorating the victims, such as this candlelight vigil. It wouldn't be at all surprising if the killer, if he does indeed live in the community, would show up at some of these public events simply to observe, if you will, the outcome of his crime. That's why Gonzalez says his family won't be holding a public memorial for Kaylee. I can't do it public if he's sitting there laughing and smirking and feeding off everybody's misery. If I can keep any part of this animal's fantasy from coming true, then I'm going to do it. And overnight, we are getting some new details from Moscow PD, who says that a sixth individual has been identified as having been on the lease of that home where this. All right. So the closed caption said animal. Oh, God. Not that that really matters. No, well, I've just seen, in every one of his interviews, I just pick up on something. Like we talked about the hex. You know, he had the cat with hex on it, and I, think, I had sent you that, and we already talked about it. Can you guys still hear Cindy now? Can you hear her now? All right. So right you here, you put in your email. I think it's cartel, Greek life, drugs, some corrupt law enforcement, university system, and a public that isn't linked to it all and fear to say anything about them or what they may know. Powerful people around here and this country cowboy life, long line of history has a lot of pull. I sent you another clip just now of another possible tie-in, just speculation, but makes sense. You say something about the grub truck. The grub truck guys are in on it, making money. What was that about? Oh, you should I read this whole email? Well, it's um, because they live stream, they live stream um, on Twitch, which is started as a gaming platform. Pretty much, you know, people do online gaming, but mm-hmm. they live stream on Twitch. Well, these people stop and eat don't or whatever don't necessarily know they're on live camera, so that could, I mean, anybody watching could have been watching the side they want to. You know, follow these girls home or something. I mean, to me, I I just don't think they need to be live streaming it. But people are paying them, like say somebody gives you money for your YouTube. You know what I'm saying? They do that on Twitch as well. They make so they're you know they're making money live streaming that stuff, and people can see see them. They buy they buy some of the people's food for them. I mean. Who knows if these girls even knew that they were on on being live streamed on Twitch? That's where the grub truck video came from was on Twitch, and it's been scrubbed too. But I got the whole video. I saved it to screen recorded it. Yep. It's like Hex yeah, is doing pretty Hex- good. Well, Hex is um, coming up, well, a lot of that crypto is coming up a lot lately in news. I have several articles about it, too. This is Um, just today. Yeah. 9 p.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
Wars tend to do that. They tend to do that to things. All right. Grub Truck live streamed the fight. Grub Truck, what fight? They live streamed the fight. In the clip, you hear the guy telling Twitch, you're watching Final Warfare. They paid a view through NFA, Crypto, hence Hex. Near the end and after K&M had left, that group of kids in the black, the jerseys and girls dressed like they could be on a match, were huddled watching it. You can hear someone say, go Zana. Joe and that couple watch as well. Then the grub truck guy says, nah, or something, and plays an exit tune. All of that wasn't on the video we all watched, but I think Steve got the full thing. Grub truck guy also tells TJ to wipe the rill and blur Joe's face so they won't recognize him. Had to be another Joe. There's a guy with longer hair inside the grub truck near the end that wasn't in the footage we saw. Already have that clip uploaded to my uh, YouTube under 14 and more. The grub guys are on it making money. Possibly this. Joe is setting up the fights. You clip, you hear exactly what he's saying to the Twitch patrons and his staff. But all those evil-ass spoiled demon kids watched it, and they know. I'm hearing they were supposed to just get whipped up on badly to scare them into never talking. But Xana got beat too bad, and Ethan tried to stop it. Dark Sedan picked up the girls. Jack knew who and where they were taking them. They were shown X and E, and they were then taken out. I think the more personal part was Reed and his K-bar. He wanted Kaylee, but after that date, she turned her nose up at him. They didn't call Jack. Jack D called Jack S from their phones. D or B had Xanas. Yeah, she was on TikTok, all right. But by the way, they said, there's a blurred image from a video on one of the four Banfield guys that the cop saw when looking at them at the boys ID and said nothing. The one in the white hoodie had the phone and owns that loud, dark truck. His name is said like Saeed. I have the Syed. I have the bids screen site screenshots. Also, a pic of D standing at it after he fixed it up. Also, a TikTok of her and one up more girl. There's up more girls too. After the murders in black, shooting birds in a comment. I'll send you that one too. It was taken down quickly as well, but a lady saw it and immediately did a screen grab. Sadly, I think X's mom knows. She's still a. Uh, she's still and Maddie's dad gave the most impersonal speech. Then I find a picture of him that looks like part of that cowboy gang with a black hat hanging on the wall. It's sickening. No wonder Steve was raising him and calling her one of his. Yeah. Mm. All right. So the next email that has uh, Dylan is the one with those pictures. Okay. And if you look at the time, the date and time, it was after the murders. Uh, that has Dylan. What do you mean has Dylan as a title? Yeah, that's the title and the subject line. Okay. I might have trouble finding it. 
Do you still have it? I think that was the last email I had from you there. Yeah. I, I can read. Oh, gosh. All right. Let me forward it back to you again. Yeah, I'm missing that one email. And I think that that pretty much wraps everything up in a bow. I still, I'm, I still, sorry, guys. I have that crypto thing up there. Florida. Yeah, the crypto rock. Tell them, Jerry, the ones that I guess is asking questions might have missed our last week when we talked about that. But remember, I said that one of the owners of that hex part of that crypto group in from Florida's last name was Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it caught my attention because I had hex and then the name was Gonzalez. And I just sent you another article where Josh Gonzalez. Was charged with uh, gonna be charged with vehicle homicide, I guess, from New Jersey. And what's odd is it was a Range Rover he was driving. It was four college students that were killed. It's just crazy. This stuff's just getting crazy. Some of Steve's last names popping up everywhere too. Nuts. Okay. Somebody in chat, Electra, saying, what does crypto have to do with anything, though? It's like, we talked about that, and you weren't there that night. It's one of the nights you missed. You had a headache. Look look at, like, the, the last time Cindy and I talked. That was her, that was the uh, Wild Ass Crypto link. That was the WAC, Wild Ass Crypto. Right. She'll be able to sell wild wild ass crypt, crypto or wild ass NFTs. Okay, that I resent you that email. Okay, what was the title of that? Was it different than Dylan? No, nope. mm, it said Dylan. Dylan Fire. It's Hold got on. Dylan. I remember that yeah. fire. I don't remember the Dylan part. Yeah, I can't go back anymore. All right, I did get that email. Let me look at that. You double sent it. All right, here we go. Now, what am I looking at here? Oh, I got a treat for y'all. I'm from Moscow. Look what I found. That was scrubbed off the internet day after the unalivings, but a friend of mine had a screenshot. She's a dishonest one, ain't she? And I I do remember uh, reading this email also. This throws whole timeline off where Steve, he's got to see this. This is a Dylan Mortson. What is this on? Post from what? Instagram? YouTube? I don't know. I don't either. I just happened to find this. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Well, first off, we heard Zana and Ethan come home. For, this is all wild-ass speculation and wild-ass theories, guys. Right. Right. I, I, I wanna, just share what I found. Yeah. I mean, everything on the show on Fridays, that's all it is. Well, first off, we heard Zana and Ethan come home first and talk to him. They were both drunk. And that's when we went to bed. We live on the third floor and always lock the doors to prevent people from stumbling in our rooms. We're used to noise because it's a party house. And again, we know that they had locks on their doors that were passcoded. We've uh, used to noise because it's a party house. We're up late that night and didn't come downstairs until noon when the cops came to investigate. What? We were up late and didn't come down until when the cops came to investigate. 
I thought they were the ones that called. We came downstairs and we saw the bodies bound and gagged and blood everywhere. So much blood. We didn't make the phone call. We don't know who did. Okay. And this came from um, i.4pcdn. Mm. Yeah, I don't go on there, so I have no idea. I just thought this was posted on... um, Well, i.4.pcdn is a protocol to send encrypted messages, uh, I think. Oh, I got a treat. And there's a picture of Dylan with that black truck. Okay, well, first off, we heard Xana and Ethan come home first and talk to him. They were both drunk, and that's when we went to bed. We live on the third floor and always lock the doors to prevent people from stumbling into rooms where it used to noise. Okay, this is just a repeat. Yeah. Okay, here's pictures. The main one that is... uh... The one they took good vibes on. Dealing with a truck. Oh, good vibes. There's good vibes. Now, what's Cause the, the date? Is twelve nine twenty two. Well, uh, it says update twelve nine, but then under here it says November thirteenth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, one thirty three a.m. One thirty three a.m. November 13th, 2022. So that was pretty early in the night. Right before. That's, um, I think this girl's name is Jenna. Yeah, I saw her in the 48 Hours documentary. She was talking about it. She was one of their sorority sisters and one of their best friends. All right. right. Yeah. I just, I just tear the, stuff I find with you. Yeah, what's the significance of Dylan with the truck? Because that black truck, mm-hmm. you'll see in some later pictures I send you from um, that fraternity. Not Sigma Chi, the other one, um, the Alpha Gamma. The one we were talking about with the Upmore and Snyder's. It looks like the same truck, and the black truck is in one of the videos with um with the cops, one of their cams too. So I don't know. I'd have to go back and see which one. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Let's see. I think uh, I think that's all we have for this week, isn't it? Uh. Yeah, I was just scrolling down because I got so many blooming emails here. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. I, I mean, I get. I guess that's it for the night. All right. I just got stuff everywhere. But I just I came up on those just the other day, and I said, well, just like to send them to you. I try to send you anything I come across. Just to, the crazier, the just better. To look at. There's one thing, um, you guys watching here, especially Coop, who are into Papa Rogers. A lot of us think that uh, Brian Kohlberger was Papa Rogers, but whether he is or not, it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is some people say that it went live for a day or so. It was not there on uh, Facebook, and then it was. 
it was there, and someone sent me a, a screen cap. It might have been Cindy that did it. No, because I didn't know any. I didn't even know anything about Papa Roger. I think first time I heard about Papa Rogers was on yours when I, you know, first started watching your channel and all. And that's when I started trying to look into some of that. But I didn't see. I, I never actually saw any of that posted. I think I saw it maybe when you were talking about it on your show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too busy digging in. I've, I've always been digging into the law enforcement part of it. <laughs> Somebody has to. Everybody looks at different parts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just have did, I've dug more into that. Because remember, I sent you all that stuff. A good, you know, gosh, it's been a month ago now, though, about um, the, um, okay, I can't even think of his name now. The one over the campus security and all that stuff. Um, not Chief Brother. Captain Lanier, yeah, from Lewiston. Mm -hmm. He was from Lewiston, and he was already on um, administrative leave. I think you a lot of that kind of stuff. He's just he's just really quirky to me. I mean, there's some things in his background make you wonder why they would hire him. But so I, I, I just really look more into the you know, have all this, as many checks as they do, as much as they ride, as many uh, alcohol stops they like to make, like they did Banfield, all these noise complaints. How were they not out and about that time of night? Did they just not work from 3 o'clock on or what? I don't know. Uh, you know, that's why I keep looking at it. I'm like, you know, nobody is saying nothing, and yeah, it just, there's a reason. It's being suppressed. And that, that's why I say there's more. I'm not saying Brian is not in it at all. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's innocent. But I do believe there's more to it than just Brian. Mm -hmm. um, One thing I think is interesting is that the way, you know, you've had your theories and your speculations that how do you, how would you feel if Brian um, confesses and tells everybody what he did or he gets convicted a hundred percent that he did it. No, oh, I feel fine. I yeah, mean, it wouldn't hurt he, your feelings. He confesses, no, no. That's uh -uh. what, that's what I like about I'm Cindy thinking. guys. That's why I talk to her. Wild ass theories, wild ass speculations, crazy ass theories, CATs. And, um, and that's fine. But there was somebody that came in our chat the other day and they were saying, that they hundred percent believe that a non harsh is is Papa Rogers. Look at the way he speaks. I'm like, good grief! This is someone that hasn't been charged. There's no evidence he did anything. You know, what's going to happen? Nothing ever. I mean, you this he's never going to be brought up on charges. No one's ever going to say him talk about him having anything to do with it. Brian Kohlberger is going to get. Uh, convicted of it or, or not and at the what where the hell is that that theory nowhere man yeah well see and i look at it too because if you remember brent kapaka served in the marines with um Payne's brother you know Payne they were picturing him and his brother they were both military his brother was in the marines and kapaka served with him in that in his unit 
I mean, all this stuff goes way back. It's why I do more digging into the cops. The only reason I got into the Snyder thing is after Kara's Zana's mom's post of the day, and she was indicating that Snyder had a reason not to say anything either way, and um, said that about you know his nephew Ryan Snyder. Well, I knew he was on the uh, Moscow Police Department. And that's you know, and so there we go with that police angle again. That's why. I'd I pulled up the Snyder stuff and put it to you. Um, it's just a connection with that some somehow. I mean, and then it keeps coming up lately about this boy, this Utmore boy, you know, and Kaylee. And then I think about her dad and him saying at first, you know, she did say something about having a stalker. So, you know, it's just really hard to try to connect dots in this case because they're not, the law enforcement's not telling you anything. Courts keep getting shut down. We don't get to hear anything. We don't see anything. You know, so you got to speculate. I and mean, that's all you can do. Do you have a speculation on who do you think got sick? The reason why they couldn't continue the trial or the hearing? Who do you think was sick? Um, have you heard anything? Probably prosecutor. <laughs> well, and I say that only because of the eighth. This has been the eighth request from the defense for some of the evidence. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the Dickies real quick. I remember, yeah, so he got the Dickies and a few other things. I mean, it's just, so they, they actually have the receipt that he got the Dickies. Did you see that, Cindy? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, it's just a coincidence he bought the Dickies and then lost the Dickies. He bought the knife, and then the li- the knife is gone. It's just a coincidence. It's something he liked to do as he drove around. Right. And, um, you know, pain, they go in the first time, and they don't see the knife deep, and they go back, and they do, well, if it was that bloody, why didn't that sheep have blood on it? That's my biggest question. And I'm you, not saying it wouldn't have his fingerprint, but why didn't it have blood on it? Well, the knife probably had a lot of blood on it. Yeah, but the sheep, if it's laying on the bed between those two girls under one of them's legs, and the way it's described as, as much as we get a description, we should, it would have to, be blood would have to have more blood on it than it might only yeah. have his fingerprint, but it would have their blood on it. But I don't know. Well, it it shouldn't look like the clean picture we're seeing. It should have a lot of blood on it. That, that's my, that's my problem. Uh, yeah. And let's see. Uh, so do you think it was his naked ass that Dylan Mortson saw on the naked man theory? Nah. You think there was a different <laughs> naked man? Well, that was wasn't that Bethany? Dylan saw the bushy eyebrows. Yeah, think, thank you. Yeah, she, somebody saw a bushy ass. So let's see. Dylan saw the bushy <laughs> eyebrows. Bethany saw yeah. the naked man. It's confused in my head. Thanks for correcting me. So yeah, the naked man. <laughs> Do you think she saw a naked man? And if so, was that Kohlberger? It, it looks like it might be when I heard about the Dickies. <laughs> She saw his dickies and his naked ass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like nuts, but I'm telling you, this whole thing is crazy. It is crazy. I, mean, I wish they would just do like they did with Murdoch. Just put it out there, buddy, you know? And I loved it. That whole trial was very transparent. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go into some more things from Richard Allen's case, too. Talk about transparent. Good. Talk more about that. Thank you for calling, Cindy. I really appreciate it. Yeah. 
And maybe we'll hear. I tell hear people from now, everybody in chat, don't think I'm nuts. I just I send Jerry stuff as I come across it, and you know, I my thing is I haven't changed what I've looked at from the start. I, I mean, I don't waver. Everybody's got a right to to speculate in their opinion, and I'm not. I never have said Brian was innocent. I don't. I really don't have a feeling one way or the other, other than I feel like there's more involved than we're being told. Yeah, and maybe one or two or three of those things will stick uh, when we see the evidence from the trial. And that's really what we're, Cindy's looking for. She's not looking for 100%. She's not going to be knocking it out of the no. park. But, um, and that seems odd, but I already looked at some footage and some evidence, uh, some theory that was given at the very beginning of all this before before Kohlberger was even arrested and there was some evidence or talk spilt about who died first and where and what went on. And a lot of it, some of it was true. And, uh, we could go yeah. into that, but there's been a lot true and a lot debunked. And, but you know, I go back and I just listen over and over to go back to some of prize, like his very first public announcements and things. And then you go to his, you know, like a couple weeks later, and he kind of backtracked a lot throughout this whole thing. He, and then they want tips from people, then they turn around and people are causing the problems with speculation. You know, it's mm. just the whole thing is just I have a question. I have yeah. a question for Coop while I have him here. Here's the comment he said. He has no alibi, provable or otherwise. He's offered no witnesses who present it, and now he is the only one who can if he testifies. My question is this. They also, he bought, you know, Dickie's coveralls. And also, he uh, bought a knife. They have a receipt for him buying a knife. And or if they do. My question to you, sir, is this. You don't think, I think he was pushing everybody, trying to get him to do things fast because he thinks he's Sherlock Homeboy, Sherlock Rogers. And he tried to push them and see if they would blink before he did. And then he's like, oh, no, I waved my my right because he didn't have a pot to piss in. And he he knows all the other evidence that we don't know that they have about him. Do you think, and is it is this even something that he can do? Take a plea deal at the very end and say, yeah, I did it. And they'll say, okay, well, you'll tell us exactly how you did it in court. And then... You will um, take a lie detector test to make sure you're telling the truth, like they did Vandersuit. Do you think that is true, just so he doesn't get the death penalty? That is my question to you. What do you think, Coop? He might be on a little delay, or knowing him, he's going to type a big paragraph that is so damn articulate, makes me feel like an idiot. Uh-huh. I just would like to know, I mean, before they put a gag on everything. Why have we never seen the interrogation videos? I mean, there's, you can't find, there's nothing. Was he interrogated when he was arrested or what? Most people are. Yeah. Yeah, of course he was. And it was recorded. You're not going to be seeing that until, you know, they have it on Dateline after the trial's over. Coop says, Coop says he has to be offered a deal. That's true. So, does that mean that you think that all the evidence she said this before you think at the end of the day is going to be a real simple conviction? Do you think that 
it is going to be a simple conviction, and they're not worried about offering him a deal. You know, his cheese is swinging in the wind, and they know it. Is that what you're saying, Coop? Ah, here we go. But it would be up to the court to approve the terms of the deal. No idea what Idaho says about polygraph, but if it's by agreement, maybe so. So that's a possible, I'll take that, is a possible maybe. All right, Cindy, is there anything else you wanted to say? Yeah. I took your your um, yeah. uh, YouTube and I pinned it up there so people could see it. Yeah, they can go look. They're welcome to. And it's just things I find, screen grab and throw in there just for reference later, mainly, or send to you, you know. Pre- there's a lot more that I haven't even discussed, but it's just, I still have just too many questions with how it's being handled and, and the cops that night and I, I just, you know, I'm do, I'm still doing my own little thing here. That's all. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, maybe we'll hear from you again in a week or two when we get a lot, a lot of yeah. stuff built up in our emails. So we'll go over it. Yeah, I'd love to hear somebody else call in sometime and listen to their theories on it. Still. Yeah, people stop calling me. I don't know. They don't. I got to make people mad to call me. That's the deal. <laughs> and I try not to do that. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate it. You have a good night. All right. Yeah, y'all too. Talk to you later. Cindy Harry, everybody. Good night. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I got some more stuff to go over. They have the knife. I don't know if they have it yet. You know what? <laughs> they could. They could have the knife. They might have the knife and they didn't tell you or anybody. They might have the damn knife. You know? I mean, they. this is blocked. And, 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 and guys, I was watching. I was watching Forensic Files last night about this case in Florida. And they had the bullet from the guy who shot his wife in the woods and it hit a tree and it bounced off and dislodged somewhere 80 feet away in a snowbank. And they did telemetrics and they found it and they didn't let him know that they had that at all. So they might have the freaking knife. Okay. We do not know because there is a gag order and not, they might be holding that real close to the chest. Like. This asshole, we got the knife, it's got blood on it, it's got a thumbprint on it. I don't know, I'm thinking if he got rid of it, he must have at least cleaned it. But he did take a big, uh, you know, loop when he went from Moscow back to his place. So I'm thinking that it's possible that they do actually have the knife, but nobody, they're not telling us anything, it's, it's gagged, you know. All the stuff we talk about, wild ass speculations and things, you know, that's what it is. All right, Coop goes on here. He can plead blindly and lay himself at the mercy of the court. People still do and get death. My. B-Rockin says they do not even look through the garbage next to the house. All right. I'm going to talk about this. Uh, This is about Richard Allen's lawyers uh, i think we already watched this should i play it again no well, i'll show you this though 
So we're talking about Richard Allen's lawyers who quit, basically. But not basically. Here we go. This is just a front sheet that doesn't mean much. This is laundry. What the hell? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This was the laundry proposal of settlement. So did they actually settle? I'm thinking they did, but comes out of this defendant, Roberta Laundry, and by through our undersigned counsel, and hereby gives notice of serving a proposal for settlement upon plaintiff Joseph Petito in accordance with Florida civil rule of civil procedure florida statutes 2023 dated the 19th of october 2023 i hereby certify that on october 19th 2023 the foregoing was electronically filed with the court which gave the electronic notice to patrick j riley esquire i'm gonna start calling you cooper esquire uh 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 second sheet is this All right, now this is Richard Allen's, this is what the paperwork that was uh, issued over said. This is what the lawyer said. The issue before the court is a horrible tragedy created by persons not related to the defense of Mr. Allen. There were three disseminators, one of which committed suicide after the law enforcement investigation began. It should be considered that nothing has been disclosed that won't be disclosed at trial or hearings. It should also be considered that there have been volumes of information disseminated by law enforcement and others not at all linked to the defense team. Wow, wow, wow. Other people did stuff. Not a good look. Mr. Baldwin trusted a friend to respect his office space. He was betrayed. Since that transgression, Mr. Baldwin has kept all Delphi-related items locked in a room or a locked fireproof file cabinet. Furthermore, defense counsel has put together a plan for a curative action in which no items will be left unattended for even a second in any unlocked room. And... Uh, when any documents or items from the case is needed for preparing the case, the person using the documents or items will either, one, lock the door behind them when they leave, even for a lunch break or bathroom break, or two, return those documents or items to the room dedicated to the Delphi case and lock the door. As Mr. Rossi indicated, there are vast amounts of trial preparation materials, and it would be a setback to the defense have to re relocate them. Yeah, should have reread that sentence. Under these circumstances, Mr. Baldwin has taken sufficient curative action. Should the court believe there should be some sanction, the court could order to 24 hours of representation without compensation. Respectfully, David R. Hensey. He was snookered and abused. All right. Representation of the client or who are subject to the client's uh, supervision. The disseminators did not fit that definition. Attorney Baldwin did nothing wrong. He was snookered and abused. Hey, I had my cocaine on the table. Okay. I had my cocaine. 
on the table. All right. It's not my fault. My five-year-old came and snorted it and died. It's I'm not the one responsible for what this person does. All right. It wasn't me. It was circumstances beyond my control. This is what this sounds like. This is your material. You're responsible for it. I don't, to me, and this has not been reported. I'm not saying it is. It seems like Baldwin had his friend working for him. Either he was uh, someone that cleaned the office or he was a, a legal aide. That's what it sounds like. And I know that a lot of lawyers have friends that are their legal aides. We know at the outset the defense counsel was disqualified in response to the state's motion and not in response to a defense request for a substitute counsel. Where it is the government which moves to disqualify defense counsel, the burden is on the government to show that any infringement on the defendant's choice of counsel is justified. And they give these examples for the Proposition that the Sixth Amendment right to counsel of choice reflects a constitutional protection of the defendant's free choice independent of the concern for the objective fairness of the proceedings. The trial court reconsidered its early ruling and granted a continuance while it denied the defense attorney's request to withdraw. It's uh, Sponte removed them from the case because of the insulting and absolutely improper remarks about the court in their motion to reconsider. The court appointed two new attorneys to represent Jones. This is talking about the old one and ordered that the removed attorneys turn over their case following the new counsel by April 13th. The trial also referred to motion to reconsider the disciplinary commission. The Knox court also stated that uh, we're not going to go over all that. All right, state of Indiana, Richard Allen memorandum regarding possible disqualification or sanctions. Any issues or concerns regarding representation should be focused on the Sixth Amendment in Article 1, Section 13 of the accused continually, continuality of counsel is critical for accurate, accurate representation. Article 1, Section 12 of the Indiana Constitution must also be given consideration. Mr. Allen has developed a strong and trusting bond with Mr. Baldwin. Disqualification of either of his court-appointed attorneys would generally prejudice his right to counsel in a timely trial. And he gives this example here. We're not going to go over because we're not in court. The authority to remove appointed counsel is limited and has resulted in reversals in other jurisdictions. And it gives the example here. Of course, we know now that that's not what happened, is it? That is not what happened. All right. They actually withdrew themselves. All right, chat. Yay, you're still in here. Susan's back, everybody. Here's the thing that bothered me today, and I saw this on Bannyfield. Banny Fanny Fannyfield. And that was, no, it wasn't Banfield. It was Court TV. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alicia. Was, what's her name? Allie? Allie McBanfield. Ah, I can't remember names this late at night. Here's the deal. People on the internet, people on Twitter, people on X. How many of you have X? That's the new symbol for X. 
they were complaining about, oh, poor Richard Allen. Now he's not going to go be able to go. Oh, this poor guy's in isolation. And the whole time I'm thinking this guy needs to have a hot poker shoved sideways right up his ass. I don't care. What did, is she having a bad night? I don't care. And why? This is just me. Everybody deserves a fair trial in the court of law. This isn't the court of law. This is midnight radio. Why? I see the picture of the man on the bridge. You know, the, the, they had two pictures. I'm talking, I'm not talking about the young guy. I'm talking about the older guy with the hair, with the hat, with the fat face on the bridge. And you look at the picture that the girl took the video of him walking up to them. It's the same son of a bitch that other people saw on the bridge. It is the same guy. He has a hat and he looks just like Richard Allen. And then the video, it looks like Richard Allen, the son of a bitch has the same fucking hat as his house. He has the same coat. He walked the same way to me. It's him. All right. Hello. They find the bullet casing. They match it mechanically to his gun baldwin his lawyer said well they lied to him to because they said hey we need your help they lied to him in the search warrant to get the search warrant to the house they lied they baldwin says so the fact he tries to get it thrown out that the bullet and the gun match tries to get that thrown out i mean it's why does he want to get thrown out if it's not real it didn't get thrown out, not yet anyway. <sighs> Just saying. But people say, but you're innocent until proven guilty in court. This man's not innocent. Get your head out of your ass. Let me tell you something. I'm innocent. If they came to my house and said I did it, I'd be like, Man, I wasn't even there. I've been right here. I'm innocent. You're innocent. People in this chat room is innocent. That is what innocent is. He admitted he was there. He looks the same as the guy in the damn video. Come on. Get your head out of your ass. People that don't think it was Richard Allen, just because it's interesting to have conversations about damn conspiracies. I think it's all a conspiracy, actually. All right, I'm better. I let the hate out of my heart. Oh, oh, oh. we're in the last bit of it right there. Let me continue here. Ruby Frank, everybody. Check this out. This is a moment. Video shows moment American Fork Police. American Fork Police locate Ruby Frank's children on day of her arrest. Here's what we're talking about. New body camera video from American Fork Police shows how officers were able to locate two of Ruby Frankie's children on the day of her arrest in southern Utah. From our previous reporting, we were the very first to tell you how officers scoured Utah County that day looking for two of Ruby Frankie's children after the other two were located in southern Utah in or near Jody Hildebrand's Ivan's home, malnourished and emaciated. 
The video we're about to show you is from the home of a third member of Hildebrandt's business. It's called Connections Classroom. Although American Fork Police redacted this video, we spent a lot of time today, took some additional steps to ensure the privacy of the children involved. We had a... Uh Agency assists out of St. George and Springville. On August 30th, American Fork Police responding to the home of Pam Botcher to try and locate two of Ruby Frankie's children the day Ruby and Jody Hildebrandt were taken into custody in southern Utah. Just put your hands in front of you, okay? Just going to place you temporarily under In two body camera videos obtained by Two News, officers placed Botcher in handcuffs and took her to the back of a patrol car and waited for Springville police to arrive. In the meantime, officers tried to get a better understanding of the situation, which spans from Utah County to Washington County. Is Ruby Frankie's daughter. She's a friend of ours. She comes over and helps me every once in a while to do cleaning and stuff. Because she knows her mom. She's very good friends with her. She's known her for a long, long time. Pam was handcuffed for roughly 50 minutes. That's when Springville police officers started speaking with her about the Frankie children. So my friend called me and said, hey, Family emergency. I'm going to St. George. A DCFS worker arrives as officers try to clarify a time frame from when Ruby Frankie called Pam and apparently told her where she could find the two children spread across Utah County. Ruby contacted you around noon. I don't know if that's Minutes later, the DCFS worker asks how Pam knows the family, to which she confirmed our reporting about how Ruby, Jody Hildebrandt, and Pam all worked through Jody's business. How did you start to know the family? Pam walked with the officers and DCFS worker back to the front of their home, where they told the children that they were either to stay with their older sister or be placed into state custody with a foster family. During the entire 90-minute stretch of when officers arrived to when the two children were placed in state custody, officers had a really difficult time getting information about the situation and relaying that to Botcher, her husband, and others involved. For example, there are even mentions in this body camera of Ruby and her husband in custody at that time. To our knowledge, Kevin Frankie was not in custody that day. Here's another clip from the interaction between officers and Pam trying to make sense of all of this. So just to make sure I'm understanding all this quickly, Ruby contacted you around noon and said that they had yeah, around, I don't know if that's a short. That's yeah. the best guess. So she had a family emergency. And needed to pick up the girls. Yeah, she said, would you mind watching the girls while I'm gone? Because she was leaving. I said, yeah, I can do that because I need some help clean. Okay, and then did you say to bring them to your house for today and then take them back home tonight? Or to keep them here for a couple days? She didn't say. I was just planning on bringing them home tonight. Shortly after, the DCFS worker comes over to ask Pam how, about how she really knows Ruby Frankie. She brings up the business Connections Classroom. That's the business Jody Hildebrandt ran. We've done a lot of coverage on this. Here's the interaction when asking how Pam knows Ruby Frankie. What type of things do they do with the program? Um, it's like life skills. Life skills. Like um, learning how to... We make baskets. You know, it's like be honest, responsible, and humble. Those are those three pillars of their, their 
honest, responsible, and humble, and you're a child abuser? I don't think so. Um, is there like a meeting place for his med, or is it kind of a no? Place? It's online every Saturday morning. It's called Empowering Joy. We meet every Friday. It's called Fruit Loop Friday. We go over some crazy ass speculations and theories. I learned how to be humble there. How long have you known them for? Oh, jeez. I've given lots of money. Now I'm at her house for the deluxe package. Me and my husband paid $2,000 to spend the weekend here to be told how we need to be more humble. Probably. Oh, gee, I don't know. Let's see. I mean, I didn't know her really well because she was in the program, but I didn't really know her. But I, I've known her probably really well for maybe three years. Damn, that's a long time. Is this like a program that she started, or is it just one that she kind of... She's just a part of she's it. She's just part of it. No mention of Jody. You may remember from my conversation with Jesse Hildebrandt. It's about a month ago. Pam and Jody have been friends for a very Jody, long Jody, time. Jody, 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 The eight passengers. Ruby, 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 Ruby. Case extensively over the past. I've been wanting to do that. Sorry, guys. Last few months, uh, a number of folks have been speaking to those who say they have been impacted by this in some way. And it may have been a while since we've talked to one of those individuals because the courts have really quieted down. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Head to the eight passengers playlist to watch all of our past coverage. If you're interested, I'm not. All right, guys. So there's something I want to talk about last last uh, Thursday, which was just yesterday. This is about the confession of Jordan Vandersuit. I do have the audio. I'll play it for you. Um, here's what I want to say about it. There's been a lot of controversy about him talking about there being a The, uh, what do you call it? A cinder block on the beach. You know, I was at the beach in in Hawaii, many different beaches in Hawaii. I can believe there might have been a cinder block on the beach, but here's something people aren't realizing, and he says it in his confession, but he didn't add every single little detail. Also, he took a plea deal in the U.S. of A. because of the confession. Well, in Aruba, the statute of limitation is 12 years, and he made sure he was past that before he made any confession because he thinks he's smart. But there's a loophole where if there's new information, depending on what it is for still with the murder um, and other circumstances, that it can be extended. So Aruba's looking into that now, and I think oh, they can send him back there so he can get you know the death penalty. So... Uh, let's play this, and we'll talk about it if you guys want to afterwards, and I'll tell you what I think about the cinder block that everybody's been talking about. Plus, uh, she, she asked to go back to her hotel, but I was just Trigger trying warning. to get dropped off a little bit uh, further away from her hotel so we could uh, walk back to her hotel, and I might still get a chance to to be with her. Okay. That's so, what I was hoping for. Okay. So what happens? Um, yeah, Deepak drops me off at a at a place uh, a little right of the of the Marriott Hotel known as the Fisherman's Huts. Um, this place uh, 
it's not so far from, you know, the next hotel is the Marriott, and the next hotel after that is, is another Marriott, uh, which is a timeshare, and then it's the, the Holiday Inn. Um, well, we, we walk along the beach. Uh, right, um, do Deepak and Satish get out, come with you? Uh, what, what happens uh, to them? Deepak and Satish leave. Uh, they, uh, they leave. Uh, they go back to their home. I assume they go back to their home. Um, they get in their car and they leave. Uh, I'm actually with uh, I'm actually with uh, with Natalie walking along the beach. Uh, I find a space uh, before we get to the before we get to the Marriott Hotel, where I lay her down. We lay down together in the sand, and uh, we start kissing each other. I start I get her to kiss me again. We start kissing each other. And uh, I start feeling her up again, and she tells me no. She tells me she doesn't want me to, to feel her up. Uh, I insist, I keep feeling her up either way. Um, and uh, she knees me, uh, she ends up kneeing me in the crotch. Uh, when she knees me in the crotch, uh, I get up uh, on the beach and I kick her ex extremely hard in, in the face. Um, yeah, she's laying down, uh, unconscious, possibly even, uh, even dead, but definitely unconscious. And, uh, I see, uh, right next to her, there's a, there's a huge, uh, cinder block laying on the beach. When you say cinder block, uh, looking at the walls of this, uh, place, is it like those? The exact same cinder blocks. I see a huge cinder block laying on the on the beach. Uh, I take this and uh, yeah, I, I, I smash her head in with it completely. Uh, yeah, her face basically, you know, uh, collapses in. Even though it's dark, I can see her face is collapsed in. Um, uh, afterwards, I don't exactly know uh, what uh, you know. I'm scared. I don't know what to do, uh, and I um, <clears throat> I decide to to take her and uh, uh, to put her into the ocean. So I grab her and I I half uh, half pull and half walk with her into the ocean. Um, I uh, I push her off. Uh, I walk up. Uh, up to about my knees into the ocean, and I push her off into into the into the into the sea. Um, and uh, yeah, after that, I I get out. I I walk home. No. All right. So that was his confession. Now, there's a lot of people that are saying, "Yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting." What would have happened? He let her go, and everything would have been fine. She would have been alive. He would have not been in trouble. Her family does say that they feel like they feel better. They feel like justice has been served. This is what they wanted to know, what happened to her. Now, people are saying things like uh, cinder block. What's a cinder block doing on the beach? A cinder block wouldn't be on the beach. Guys, there's cinder blocks on the beach every few feet. 
What are you talking about, Gerald? Because you'll see cinder blocks are under the trash cans. You know, you'll have a, a what do you call it? Like a picnic table or a, you know, it'll have a awning over it. And there'll be, every few feet, there'll be a trash can and they'll have a cinder block under it. So, yes, there are cinder blocks to keep the, you know, garbage can at a certain level so yeah i do believe there could have been a cinder block now he says he did what he did with the cinder block i'm not going to go into it it makes me disgusted just thinking about it but and it is true like 99.7 percent of convicts that are convicts of criminals that are confessing a crime they don't tell you the worst part of what they did and he's talking about her face and everything all right, and they also gave him a, a um, uh, what do they call it, that test to make sure he was telling the truth afterwards. But here's the thing. He's leaving out details. This was only like three minutes of confession. So he talked about taking her body and putting it out to sea. Okay, now it's like, where, where, did, it, where did it go, though? It doesn't make any sense. Well, he might be leaving something out, of course, or do you think he might have taken that cinder block wrapped it tied it found something to tie it to the body and then use that to sink it i think that might be possible i don't know if we're going to find out more about this or not right now the the latest thing in this case is finding out if he if he is going is going to be on the hook for death penalty in Aruba being tried and get a death penalty in Aruba. We're going to find out. We're going to find out soon and I'll let you know here. Now I got two fruit loop stories for you, all right? How many fruit do we still have everybody left? Got yeah, some people. This is a real news story here. This is true. How many would anybody here do this? Would you date a man that did this? A man faked heart attacks 20 times at fancy restaurants to avoid Paying the bill, police say. A 50-year-old Lithuanian man in Spain repeatedly faked heart attacks at fancy restaurants to avoid paying the bill. The man, whose name has not been released, was arrested last month in Alcinti after attempting to leave a restaurant without settling his bill by pretending to become unwell. It was the 20th such incident within a year, making the man well-known to the local police force. In the most recent incident, the man ordered two whiskeys and seafood paella at El Bueno Corner, receiving a bill for 34.8 euros or around 36.7. He's a cheapskate, too. I like how they're like, you know, the information you're getting, you can tell that this man is alone. The manager of the restaurant told EFE that a colleague noticed a man attempting to dine and dash and informed him of the outstanding bill. The man claimed he was going to his hotel room to get cash, but restaurant staff refused to let him leave without paying. False imprisonment. According to the news agency, the man then dramatically threw himself to the ground and pretended to have a heart attack. The restaurant staff didn't fall. He even peed on himself the restaurant staff didn't fall for the ruse and called the police when officers recognized the man instantly it's like this jackass the spokesman for alciente national police confirmed to insider that the man was a repeat offender he was arrested multiple times in the city of Al- 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 
The modus, the modus operandi was the same. After refusing to provide an arrest, to provide an address, the man was taken into custody and the case was handed over to the local judiciary. The police spokesman informed Insider that they were aware of the man being sent to prison, though they didn't know for how, for how long or if he was now free. The local judiciary responded to the request for comment by saying it could not disclose information about the case, citing security reasons. All right, let's look at the comments on this one. Two whiskeys and seafood paella for $36 U.S.? I spent that much at Taco Bell. I need to go to Spain. True that, true that. I know how he feels. I took the whole family to Cheesecake Factory. Nearly had a heart attack when I got the bill. You got uncle jokes. In the U.S., faking a heart attack would get him out of his $35 mill, but he'd have a $1,000 bill ambulance ride. So true, so true. And this is our final story of the night, Fruit Loops. Monstrous zombie catfish are appearing in U.S. waterways. What's causing it? Now, we, uh, back when we used to have Discord, before we discontinued it, one of the things I put on there was a bunch of stories of people catching these ungodly sized catfish matter of fact we're not i'm just not talking about big catfish i'm talking about in the same week in the same three days four uh, three days span it happened four times it, it happened once in spain it happened once in south carolina and it happened once in uh some other texas all right that's all i can remember and they were the biggest catfish they set the record that had been caught we're talking these are big enough to sm- swallow somebody, all right? Now I get this story. I'm telling you, I think we're at the end of the world. I think zombie, big-ass, giant catfish has something to do with it, and that's hard for me to say because I'm a Texan, and we love our catfish, okay? It's like a delicacy like you wouldn't believe here. Anyway, monstrous zombie catfish are appearing in the U.S. waterways. What's causing it? Warning, some of these photos might be disturbing. I'm going to make sure. Am I, do I have this up? Can you see this? Yes, you can. Let me get myself out of the way. I want you to see these big bitches. All right. A creature some are calling a zombie catfish is showing up in U.S. waterways. And biologists have an unnerving explanation. Yes, they are real catfish. But they're also affected and afflicted with a bacterial infection that makes it appear that their skin is melting according to the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. Georgia, you're on my mind. Don't eat the fish. The infection is known as hole-in-the-head disease, the department said in an October 18th Facebook post. Welcome to this week's Wicked Wildlife Wednesday. This week's feature is (laughs) Entic Septimacemia of Catfish. Intoxeptomycemia of catfish, ESC, also known as hole-in-the-head disease, is a result of a bacterial infection in catfish. Catfish affected with ESC often are seen swimming in tight circles, spiraling, spinning, and tail chasing. This erratic behavior is a result of a nervous system impairment resulting from inflammation of the brain. Affected fish may become lethargic. Let's look at these pictures, guys. No. Ay, ay, ay. 
Various management practices can reduce the incidence of severity of ESC outbreaks. These include reducing stress, managing water quality, practicing biosecurity in the hatchery, using proper nutrition and feeding practices, and administering drugs and chemicals. Yes, drugs and chemicals, you know, just like the 12 herbs and spices on Kentucky Fried Chicken. Boom, look at this son of a bitch. And they haven't done anything to it. This isn't on a table where they're dissecting it. This is the real deal. He may be telling the truth about this version, but I think there may be another version where sex trafficking people are putting pressure on Sloot to keep quiet about him selling Natalie Holloway. I thought we were talking about fish. You're right. Anything is possible at this point. Look at this one. Mmm, and I had fish for dinner. Oh, ah. How do you think he smells? Oh, by the way, they look like zombies. They were alive. Oh, Lordy mercy. He looks like he's blind, too. It's a big one, man. Big one. Oh, my. Hey, hot hand made it all the way through. Holy Moses. Glad you stuck around. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. We're going to be back next week. And I'm going to have a lot more for you. I think there's um, some more Idaho 4 stuff that will probably happen next week. Because it always does. Right after this broadcast, a version of this show is going to be, going to be put out in its full form. It'll have up graded audio we'll also be going out to spotify to all the pod catchers in the universe apple android whatever it is if you haven't yet please please subscribe thank you lisa so much appreciate that hot ham woke up out of her mucus haze and we were still here looking at rotten fish all right um if you guys would like to be an executive producer for the show, anything $20 or more makes you an executive producer. You get credit on the next show. Anything under $20 makes you a producer. All the money goes to the music license of a radio station. And, you know, our we have the top DJs. We really do. And if you haven't been able to check it out, last night, Electra Show was about Tupac's life and times and Biggie also. You can check that out, midnightrad.io. You can check out her DJ page and you can listen to that show right now after this show's over. If you want to, or all of our other DJs, you can listen to our last show on there. All right. What am I leaving out? All right. I promised you guys we're going to be giving away Fruit Loop, a six packs of, of Fruit Loop drinks. Okay. Six pack of Fruit Loop drinks delivered to your home. Now, Here's the deal, guys. I don't know if I can ship this overseas, okay? I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't know if I can. All right? So, I don't know. I'm sorry about that. I'm going to open this up to everybody. Hopefully, Coop, are you still here? If Coop wins and only Coop, I'll throw a hat in. No, I'll tell you what. So this is open up to everybody, even if you've already won before. So here's what we're going to do. If, you have, if you've won a hat before, you won't get the hat. I'm going to do a hat and the six-pack of Fruit Loops drink, okay? 
All right. If you've won a hat before, you're still going to get the Fruit Loops drink. You're just not going to get the hat. If you're overseas, if I cannot ship, if I cannot ship the Fruit Loops to you, then I can't. I'm sorry, but I might be able to. We'll, we'll see. I have no control over that. So, and if you've already won a hat overseas, then you can't. You're not eligible to win a hat. I hope that's clear. How do you win? How do you play? Again, this is for members only. Fruit Loops. This is a benefit just to being a member, and that is it. Okay. In the comments section, make any comment you want to make. I don't care what it is. Any comment in the comment of this members only, and it'll stay members only. And then I'll do a a drawing, and whoever gets it will do a digital drawing. You're going to get the six pack of Fruit Loops, and you're going to get. Uh, or a hat and a hat. Okay. I hope I was clear about that. You can rewind it and hear it again. All right. So again, a six pack of Fruit Loops Carnation Instant Drink and a hat. Maybe not a hat if you've already won a hat. And maybe not the drink if it can't go overseas or you've already won a hat. That applies to you too. Is that clear? Any comment in the comment section below? All right. Until next time, guys. All my best. And oh, on Monday is the time limit. So I'll give you all weekend to make a comment. Okay. So maybe no other Fruit Loops that are uh, members here, but they're not here today. Let them know they can win this. All right. Good night, guys. All my best. But you got to do the comment in the comment section, not in the live chat, the comment section after the video's over.